Now, what God placed in my heart, it's called breaking down the foundation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, it's talking about how when Paul was talking to the church, he's telling them they're going to be tested. And if we don't have a strong foundation, how many guys know that everything's going to fall apart? Now, I'm going to, I'm going to break something down a little bit different so that you can understand the difference between God's foundation and the world's foundation. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, it says right here, According to the grace of God, which was given to me like a wise master builder, I lay down the foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must carefully must be careful on how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one who has laid it, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man builds on the foundation with gold and silver and precious stones and wood and hay and straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it will be revealed with a fire. And the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. Now, when I was reading the scripture, the the main thing that popped out to me is we have to understand that each man's work is going to be evident. If you say you're a Christian, when you start going through the fire, your work is going to be evident. When things start going wrong in your life or, or, or things start happening, your work is going to be evident. And that's the main thing to God. He says right here that the people that built with the gold and the silver and precious stones, those things won't burn. But the people that built it with hay and straw, those things will burn. So when we're building our foundation, we have to understand what did we build it with? Now, the word evident means plain and clear sight of understanding. Now, you can see some people, they say, well, I've been a Christian for 20 years, but is it evident? I've been a Christian for 10 years, but is it evident? Some people could be saved last week, and it would be more evident than the ones that have been here forever. Because it's all about the foundation and where the foundation came from. Amen? Now, the foundation is always on the word of God. That's what Paul is saying. He said, because he was talking to the church, he goes, when I built this foundation, the foundation is on Jesus Christ. If anybody teaches anything else, get it out of here. Because it's all about Jesus, and it's all about God, and it's all about the Holy Spirit. If you you have anybody else trying to put anything in there, then you get it out, and you get it out fast, because it's going to ruin your foundation. See, if you're going to base your entire life on something, you want to know that it's solid. Right? If you're saying you're a Christian, you're basing your life on something. See, if you're going to stake eternity on the same thing, you really want to be sure that it's the truth. 
It would be utterly tragic to spend your whole life on a path that you thought led to heaven only to find out it's too late and it's wrong. Because if you trust what people say more than what you read, then your foundation is wrong. If I, I hear a lot of people that, that just, they're parrot Christians. They repeat everything they hear. But they never once put their nose in the Bible to read if it's true or not. And the more that I read and the more that I find out, I'm like, wow, there's some stuff that I, my foundation was all messed up. And these are years. I've been, I've been a Christian for, for over 15 years, and I'm learning now that I'm reading it, that the Holy Spirit's dealing with me, that some people were saying wrong things. And that's the whole thing about Christianity. It's your relationship with God. But a lot of people say, well, you know, well, Brother Emmanuel said this. Well, when you get to heaven, are you, is God going to say, well, Brother Emmanuel said this, so you're good to go. I'm sorry he said that to you. No. He's going to say, did you, well, did you look it up? Did you do your research? Did you find out if that was true or not? Because he's going to test you. And you know what? I'm not going to be there in your testing. Pastor's not going to be there in your testing. Your mom's not going to be there in your testing. Your dad's not going to be there in your testing. You're going to have to go through the test. And if you stand, then you know you're on the right path. But through the testings, you know how it is. We don't want to deal with it. We want somebody else to deal with it. But God is saying, I'm trying to break your foundation. I'm trying to break your foundation so I can put you back on the right foundation. Amen? See, I got this message the other day because I was, I was Pastor Art, he came over and he laid, he laid down some cement in my backyard. And he, as he was laying down the cement, he was doing certain things that I, I was watching. And I was, I was looking and I was like, wow, that, that's the way you, you, you have to frame it. And you have to you mix it. And you have to do all this stuff to make sure that when you set the foundation, it's going to last. And he said, well, if you put a four-inch foundation, it's going to be a lot stronger than a three-and-a-half. And, and, and I was asking him, I go, well... What happens if you lay the foundation wrong? I go, what happens if, if you don't do it right the first time? And the thing that stuck out to me is he said, you have to break it down and start over. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen. See, you have to break down the foundation in order to build on it. You have to break it down. A lot of you, a lot of us now haven't even broke down yet. See, we are the temple of God. And how are we going to build the temple of God on something that's all beat up foundation? Maybe I could talk to this side. See this foundation? 
It's all wobbly. It's not going to be able to withstand what God has for you. This foundation is, is no good. It might be able to hold me, but once the pressure gets going, it's not going to stand. But if you go on the solid foundation, this is going to stand for a lot longer than that foundation. Just because you have a foundation doesn't mean it's the right one. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen? We think just because we have a foundation, we're fine. So we have to understand that we have to build the right foundation. Some of us are going to have to break down our foundation that we have right now. Some of us are going to have to just break it down. And we can't break it down because when you come to the altar with a little hammer and a screwdriver, that's not going to break down your foundation. It's going to take a lot more than that. When we come to the altar, a lot of times we go down, we chip at it a little bit, and then we go back. But the foundation is still all jacked up. That's why a lot of things happen in our lives. Amen? See, when you put your foundation on Christ, then you will realize that everything is going to be all right. Tell your neighbor, everything's going to be all right. When your foundation is on Christ, you don't have fear. When you put your foundation on Christ, you don't have anxiety. When you put your foundation on Christ, you don't have panic attacks. When you put your foundation on Christ, you don't have those strokes. Amen? Because you know from the beginning, God has done it. And till the end, God is going to do it. So what are you all stressed out about? Amen? That's what you put the foundation of Christ on. You have to put the foundation on Christ. And you know, you can't build a foundation on a weak foundation. You have to break this foundation down. You're going to have to break it down, and you're going to have to get rid of all that stuff that we learned when we were little. Amen? Now, I was talking to my wife on the way over here, and, and, and it was so funny because a while ago, my wife, she had to break down her foundation. When we first got married, she was, uh, she was, uh, had a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety and a lot of things were, were tormenting her. And it, it took her to say, enough is enough and I'm done with this and I'm going to pray and I'm going to give it to God and I'm going to forgive everybody of everything that they've done. And to this day now, you just seen the reward after. She doesn't have panic attacks like she had before. She doesn't have the anxiety that she had before. She doesn't have that sorrow that was once built into that foundation no more because we broke it down. See, a lot of us, we're going to have to come to the altar and we're going to have to break it down and we're going to say, look at God, I'm done with this foundation. I need you to break it down. Because we're not going to be able to do it. Why? Because you're not going to break down something you created. You know how hard it is to break down something you created? It could be the ugliest thing in the world, but you're like, I made it. Is that true? You're like, you like it, right? You like it, right? No, I don't like it, but that's all right. It's mine. 
See, that's the way we are. We're not going to do it. We can only come to the altar and we can only give it to God. Because God is the one that's going to bring that, that heavenly sledgehammer and he's going to start going at it and he's going to start breaking down that foundation and breaking it down and breaking it down and you're going to cry and you're going to feel it and you're going to feel the Holy Ghost hit you so hard you're not going to know what to do with it. Amen? But it's going to be us to get out of that, that, that mentality, that poor mentality. Because how many know that we'll build our house and it won't even be up to code? You know, you guys all have that side room. Or you know someone with that side room? The roof's all caving in, but you're like, it's okay, I, put, I just put another two by four. See, when it comes to God, he does everything to code. He looks at everything. He says, he even, when, he, when he said when he's going to come back for us and, 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 and we're going to go up to heaven with him, he even has it to code how big the walls are going to be, how many stones are going to be laid on it, how big the, the pearls are going to be, how big the gates are going to be, how many gates. He has everything up to code because he knows that if the enemy tries to attack him, we are going to be ready to, to defend ourselves. Amen? See, everything has to be to code. But all through life, we want to patch everything. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? We'll just patch it up. A Mexican's favorite tool is duct tape. Amen? You could patch a wall with duct tape. You can could, could put the duct tape around a, a water hose. You could patch a tire with duct tape. As long as we got duct tape and a screwdriver, we're fine. It doesn't even have to be Phillips or we just make it work. In all our lives, we go just patching things. When things go wrong, oh, we'll just patch it up. When things go wrong, we're just patching and patching and patching until there's no more room to patch. See, we need to get out of that mentality. God is going to have to just tear it all down and say this building is condemned. It needs to come down. And the foundation needs to be rebuilt. Because if we're going to be a church on the move, if we're going to be a church with the full force blessing, this stage ain't going to contain that, that blessing. God says, how am I going to build on that? I need something I need to build on something that's going to last. I need something that I build on that when it goes through the fire, it's going to be evident that my temple is going to stand. That's why he says, I'm going to put it through the fire. And it's going to be evident. You know, you could come to church right now and smile and have all the hurrahs and all the hallelujahs and go home and it's evident on what you really are. It's evident to your children. It's evident to the people you work with. It's evident to your wife. It's evident to their husband that either you're going to destroy that foundation and rebuild it on God or you're always going to be the same falling apart. Amen? 
See, I remember one time when me and Pastora, we, we were trying to do our patch job. And we would always get it, you know, she, was, she would always get mad at me and I would always get mad at her. So one day I locked her out of the, the house. And finally, you know, my parents, they were at work and everything. So finally, she, she, she goes, you better come in before I beat you up. And she would, you guys don't know Pastora like that, amen? She would, she would throw down, amen? So finally, I opened up the door. And she was so mad that she slammed it and didn't realize that there was three glasses on there. So while my parents were at work... The window shattered, and we we're like, oh, my gosh. How many guys know when you're in a, a bad situation, we can argue later? <laughs> we just knew we better get those windows fixed as soon as possible. So we called up my grandma, and we said, you know what, Grandma? We need to buy some windows because we broke these windows. So she took us. We, we had to measure them out. They had to cut them out and everything. So then when we had our patch job, amen, we had the putty. And we put the putty on the windows because we did it ourselves just to get by. Amen. But I remember our little fingers, they were all the way around the window, all three of them. You could see on the putty all the way around. We didn't have the right tools to, to smooth it out. But when our parents got home, everything was fine for the moment. And that's the, the thing that I was laughing at. It's like everything will seem fine for the moment until... You get caught in what you did. Everything's going to be fine for the moment. But when you get caught, when God has to deal with you, then what's going to happen? Or like my brother Richard. Oh, he's, he's in class right now. But I, I had to give a shout out to him. He broke a window one time at, at, at the house too. And he just put, we had a huge toy chest. He just put it in front of it. We didn't know why I was really cold at night. But it was a, there was a broken window, and he just put it in front of it. But that's what we do as Christians. We just put things in front of it to make it look like everything's okay. We just, we just patch it up, or, or we'll just make everything look okay until pastor sees. So pastor doesn't see what's going on. So my leader doesn't see what's going on. So my husband or my wife doesn't see what's going on. But inside, you're all messed up. See, we're the temple of God. We have to treat ourselves like the temple of God. We're going to have to build a strong foundation in order for the temple of God to be on us. We can't be all beat up. Amen? The temple of God is not a beat-up temple. We have to put our, our minds and our hearts on Christ, and he will cure everything. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a good clap offering. It says right here in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16, it says, Do you not know that you are the temple, and the temple of God's Spirit dwells in you if anyone destroys God's temple God will destroy him that's why 
We have to put our trust in God because this is God's fight. This is God's fight. And we have to understand that God is protecting his temple. You're the temple of God. And God's spirit dwells in you. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Now, this is something that I have to understand because a lot of us think we're God's temple, but we're not. Because how could God put something holy on a foundation that's unholy? Can I get real with you now? I can hear a pin drop. You might look like the temple of God, but you're not. You might have been here 15 years and look like something, but you're not. Because until you destroy that foundation and you set it on holy ground, then God can put the temple on that foundation. God's not going to put something holy on something unholy. Now, I'm going to get into this now. I'm going to show you something. See, you might feel like, well, how do I do this? Or where did this start? Because a lot of you parents have a lot to do with this. See, from the ages of zero to five, these are the framing stages. How many guys know that in order to build a foundation, you need a frame? Now, through the ages of zero through five, we're framing. They learn 95% of what they're going to learn between the ages zero and five. Now, if you frame them, see, that's why we got that term. I've been framed. Because you were the one that put it together. You were the one that gave them the capacity either to learn what is right or learn what is wrong. But you set up that foundation. You're, you're framing it. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18, these are the framing stages of your life. And, and some of you, if you weren't raised as a, from a little kid to now as a Christian, then, then you have to understand this. Because it's not, it's not that it's not your fault. It's just you got to get this foundation off of you. Because how many guys know that as a little kid, you've seen things that you shouldn't have seen? You've heard things that you shouldn't have heard. You felt things that, that, that shouldn't have been there. And you're going to have to break this foundation that your parents framed you with. See, in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18, it says, Therefore shall you lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign upon your hand, and they shall be for." Fortlets between your eyes, which is a ribbon between your eyes, kind of like a bandana. And you shall teach them to your children. You shall teach them to what? You shall teach them to who? Talking of them when you sit down at home and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up and you shall Write them upon your doorpost of your house and upon your gates. When should you do it? 
Always. should always be teaching your kids the Word of God. And yes, some of you might not have that chance now, but in the future, for your grandkids, you understand that, you know what, I'm going to teach those kids that they need to do know what's right. I remember my mom used to t- pull us away, and, and yeah, it was, it was a few times, but she used, to, she used to put us down, and she used to tell us stories about God. And I remember my, uh, they used to always try to, to, to have family time and say, you know what, we need to read the Word, we need to read the Word together. And those things stick in your head. Believe it or not, they stick in your head. If you're not doing it right now, you are wasting time with your children. If you're letting them be on the TV all day or play on the phone all day, when they should be, when you should be showing them the Word of God. Me and my wife, we had to take the phone away from little man a few times because, you know what, we, we know that that's not going to be his life. His life right now is understanding how to learn the things of God. And when we go to sleep, we pray with him every night. And when we wake up, we pray with him. And we'll, when we, we go somewhere, we pray with him. And we're going to do that for our daughter too because we don't want to mess up any chance we have with our kids. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a good clap offering, amen? And this is so amazing that it, it, it was all the way back in Deuteronomy. This was before Jesus was even born that they had these rules already set in place. God has these things already in place. Wake up, read your word. When you're out walking, talk about the word. When you lay down, talk about the word. If you don't have time, put them on your doorposts. If you don't have time, put them on your walls. Just do something to edify your kids other than letting them watch stuff that they shouldn't be watching. Amen? See, we're the ones building their foundation. Either we're going to build it right or we're going we're gonna to see when the fire is tested how we did as parents. Did you get an A plus or did they fall apart? That's why it's important that we keep our kids in class. This is the only class that they have. That's the only class they have is in the nursery or in their learning about God because you're not doing it. See, once you get past the framing stage, then there's the mixing stage. And from the age 5 to 12, you start mixing In Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, it says, Train a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. See, the age 5 to 12, it's the mixing stages. And if you know the mixing stages, this is where you start getting corrupt. This is where they start going to school. This is where... It's going to be put to the test. Are you teaching them who is the biggest influence, you or the school? The schools are trying to teach them that about Allah and all that stuff. They're trying to teach them that homosexuality is okay. They're trying to teach them that, that a, a, a boy could feel like a girl or a girl could feel like a boy. That, Jesus, that, that God got it wrong. 
See, this is what the school's telling them. And then they see the little kids that are running around with them. Oh, that's my friend, so I'm going to trust them. And everything they say, because they're with them eight, nine hours a day, how many hours are they with you? Are you teaching them? In that mix, are you mixing it, or is it all watered down? Is the word all watered down because they they barely get enough from the church every uh, Sunday and Thursday? Or do they even come on Thursdays? See, you are the one that's laying down the foundation. Then they're going to try to build on it. And then they're going to have to come to that realization that they have to break down what you built. See, we think that if we do material things for our kids, they're going to be, they're going to love me more. How many guys ever feel like that? Oh, well, if I take them to Disneyland, they're going to love me more. When all your kids want to do is spend time with you. Come on, let's give the Lord a good clap offering, amen. See, but we are too busy trying to give our kids a better life than we thought we had. How many of you guys ever feel like that? Well, I just want to give the kids everything that I didn't have. And while you're doing that, you're destroying them. You got a bunch of little spoiled brats running around. That, that you know, because you wanted to give them something you didn't have. See, when we want to give something that we didn't have, we start doing things different, like overtime. How many guys ever say that? Well, I need to do overtime so I could give my kids what I didn't have. Well, the word overtime means that you're over the time limit away from your kids. Amen? That's why the, that's why the kids never loved the father in the house. Because they were too busy working and the mom was there with them the whole time. And the, the, the dads wonder why they, that they don't, have, they don't have the relationship that their mother had. It's because you're too busy trying to work and you're trying to do all that overtime and everybody else is influencing them but you. But you don't understand. This is time and a half. It's time and a half. I need this time and a half. Well, what are you going to say when you're on the the hospital bed and your son has overdosed on drugs and you said that time and a half was worth more than your life? Can I be real today? He said the root of all evil is money. Why? Because it turns families away from each other. You have them at school all day influencing them. Then you don't get home, and when you get home, you're too tired to even talk to them. That's why I'm glad I, I got out of my, my situation. I was at my job working 80 hours a week as a manager. Manager. The money was good, but I almost lost my marriage behind it. I could have all the money in the world. I wouldn't have my wife. Be careful what you do. Be careful. It's strategic. You think the devil's going to tell you that that overtime's going to take you away from your kids? No, he wants you to be involved in money more than you are family. He wants you to have that. 
He wants you to, to, to have that lust for it. Because if I can get you following money, then I can go behind the scenes and I can entertain your kids for you. While you're out there working, I'm going to be the entertainer now. That's what happens. I remember overtime. My mom said she was going to be at the house at 5 o'clock. I was at the door waiting at 5 o'clock. Because I knew that my mom was going to be there. And when she wasn't there, it, it was like, where is she? Your kids are doing that. Believe it or not, your kids are doing that. They're waiting for you. And they want to be involved with you. But the more you want money, it's just going to turn them away from you. See, we have to be smarter than the devil. The devil's tactics are all along the Bible. But if you don't read the Bible, you're never going to understand it. See, that's the mixing stages. All the, all the friends, all the families, everybody's mixing all this junk when you're through the age 5 to 12. Now, when you're in the age 12 and 18... They start pouring it, and it's starting to get hard now. See, when it starts to get hard, it's going to be harder to destroy it. Because while you're pouring and the cement starts getting hard, it's going to be harder to get all that junk out that was put in there. See, if you were disrespectful when you were the age 5 to 12, you think you're going to change when you're 12 to 18? No, it's just going to be evident. It says right here in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 27, it says, Whoever restrains his words has knowledge, and who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise when he closes his lips and he's deemed intelligent when you can learn to shut your mouth and not have to say everything that's on your mind it's in scripture don't hate the messenger I learned that I learned when me and my wife argue I, I argue from over there I argue from the door. See, if you were a snake when you were little, you're going to be a snake when you're older. It's all in the mix. It's all mixed in there. It's all mixed in there. There's no way to get it out. You just need new mix. See, and now it's hardened. And you wonder why your kids' hearts are hardened. Why your kids are hardened against their parents. Because they weren't there for them. They were too busy trying to make money. When their, parent, when their kids are against their parents because they were too, the parents were too busy drinking and their kids thought that it was okay. So that's in the mix. And they were smoking something. Or they were doing dope. Or they were always beating their wives. Or, or, so now your kids think that it's okay. Well, that's the way it is in the mix. So now that I'm older, it's all hard and settled. 
And we, we want to continue like that. And then we get saved. And we say, let's put the holy temple on this. It's too late. You got to break that foundation. It's too late. The foundation is a, it has to be broken. So now that you're 18, going into adulthood, as adults, we're starting to build our house on a bad foundation. And we wonder why our house keeps on falling apart. Have you seen that one commercial where, where they all walk sideways like that and you should have had a V8? That's the way we were. That's the way we are. We're all tilted and all falling apart and, and nothing's put down on the foundation right. We're just a bunch of temples that are walking all ready to fall apart. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, it says, each man's work will be evident. See, right now, I know a lot of you guys, it's evident that you need your, the foundation broken. And today, we're going we're gonna to break that foundation. We're going to pray, and we're going to pray until that foundation is broken. Because once we move on, we're going to need that good foundation. Because others are going to have to build on it. Amen? See, the fire was testing each one's work. When our work is tested by God, it will be revealed what kind of work it was. Just the fire destroying the wood and the hay and the straw, but not the gold and the silver and the precious stones, so that the work of some will be revealed as nothing. You know that you could be in ministry for 15 years and your work means nothing. Because you did it with the wrong attitude. You did it on the wrong foundation. You did it with the wrong heart. That's why it's time right now. Some of you, your marriages are falling apart. It's because you built it on the wrong foundation. Some of you, your kids, they're not happy with their life because they're built on the wrong foundation. See, human wisdom and fleshly attractions may have its place in life, but not in the building of the church. Amen? It might have its place in life, yes. But it's not, we don't have to bring it to the church. When we come to the church, let's be a different. When we come to church, I remember they used to say, when I walked in, I felt the Holy Spirit. How many guys know that it's, there's a difference between playing church and really being in church? Amen? See, there's one thing to come to the altar weekly and clean the house out. There's one thing to do that. But there's another thing to knock down the whole building and start from scratch. Amen? Because, like I said, this foundation that we're on right now is not going to be able to withstand what God has for us. How many guys? How many guys want what God has for you? Amen. How many guys want the things that God really has for you? Let's all stand right now. Let's just all bow our heads. Right now, we're going to deal with each one of your foundations. Some of you need to bring your kids up. 
Some of you need to to break your own foundation. Because God is going to be doing something great. We're going to be coming up to conference. And let's be a a, a church that's on fire for God. Let's be a church that, that is sturdy. Let's be a church with the holy temple of God that is just shining so bright that other people are wondering, what did they do that I'm not doing? It's so funny that we're able to tell other people how to fix their house when our house is all beat up. So as we all bow our heads, it says right here in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, and the old has gone, and the new has come. See, if we're going to break down the foundation, here's five simple things. we got to accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior. We're going to have to repent. We're going to have to read our word. We're going to have to trust in God. And the main thing, above all, is we're going to have to forgive. Now today, I'm going to open up these altars. And you have to understand, if God's going to forgive you, if God's going to break down your foundation, you're going to have to let go uh, and forgive everybody of what they've done to you. If you want to really break the foundation, when you come up, you forgive everybody first. And then you ask for forgiveness. Because there's going to be a, a tremendous weight that's going to be lifted off of you. This is what my wife did. When we prayed for her, she forgave everybody. She said, I'm done. I'm, I'm done holding all this stuff in my heart. I'm done. And we've seen it firsthand, this foundation being broken. So as we, we if you want to come up, we're going to pray. If you want the foundations of your life broken, don't wait for the people next to you. Just come on down right now as we we're going to pray for you guys. We're going to pray for you guys right now.